you have the chance to win a Spring Super Sweeps from LAist. Donate $60 for one entry to win a brand new Lexus or $25,000 in cash. Check out all the other prizes too when you donate now at laist.com sweeps. Start your Saturday with something that will grow your kiddos' brains and get their creative juices flowing. Join us at LAS in Pasadena for a morning of multilingual readings, interactive performances, and lots of kid fun. It's Super Fun Saturday on June 1st. Get your tickets at LAS.com slash events. It's June 2020. We've already finished the show. Production's wrapped. But there's something else I need to say. The 92 uprisings don't seem too far away, considering what just happened to George Floyd a couple months ago. I know the media is depicting what's going on through a really narrow lens. We're seeing images of either looting and violence. Looting and ransacking just blocks away on 4th Street. Or people hugging cops and kneeling together. We want to be with y'all for real, so... I took my helmet off and laid the batons down. I want to make this a parade, not a protest. But it's not that simple. Folks aren't just demonstrating against the cops who ended George Floyd's life. They're also demonstrating the murder of Ahmaud Aubrey in Georgia, Breonna Taylor in Kentucky, Tony McDade in Florida, and the deaths of black men in Palmdale and Victorville, who were both found hanging. Prosecute killer cops! Defund police! This all feels like it's been brewing for a while now. Some people think LA is all palm trees and fun, and a place where transplants can come to start a new life. They forget that LA has always been a place where people take to the streets to protest against injustice. These same streets are where my mom took me as a child to protest propositions like 187 and 209. It felt like my mom and I were at different actions every weekend back then. But LA, like the rest of the country, is still a place that continues to feel unsafe for black men and women. Black babies in the United States are two times more likely than white babies to die before their first birthday. African Americans are disproportionately likely to be doing so-called essential jobs. African Americans have a higher unemployment rate compared to the overall population. African Americans are dying from COVID-19 at a higher rate because they're more likely. Bro, so you ride with your range tied. 
The Compton Cowboys don't just ride through Compton because they love horses. They also ride because riding is a form of protection against the police. It's safety and almost like a piece of armor. But listen, black people should not have to continue to find creative ways to stay alive, especially in a city like ours that continues to displace us. You think folks really wanted to move to the Inland Empire in the 90s? Nah, that was forced. And whole families were broken up. And we're still feeling the effects of that today. I've attended some of the most recent BLM actions. I walked next to groups of black and brown people in their early 20s who may not have been alive back in 92. To be honest, part of me really wanted to help them burn things to the ground. Throw things to corporations that benefit from our pockets. But do little to address economic inequality that brought these young people out in droves in the first place. But another part of me felt conflicted. Torn between participating and documenting. I ended up somewhere in the middle. All this got me thinking. How do transplants feel about the city right now? I bet folks are wondering if this is what they signed up for. I wonder if they think their victims are potentially part of the solution. Shit. Or if they even think about it at all. Who knows? What I do know is that different parts of this city are burning right now. And even if by the time you hear this, the marches are over and some band-aid solutions have been enacted and things are no longer burning, living while being black in America can feel like the fire is always coming for you. Sacramento police officers shot an unarmed black man 20 Stop times. Frisk. It's a controversial police into tactic. racial profiling. I think there's blame on both sides, and I have no doubt about it, and you don't have any doubt about it either. Today, though, in our city, the National Guard has now set up shop in different intersections, and it feels like I've seen this all before. Tonight, I want to talk to you about violence in our cities and justice for our citizens. Because I have. Their assault rifles, their tanks, their military uniforms. There are 3,000 National Guardsmen on duty in the city of Los Angeles. The National Guard was also called in 92. It wasn't safe for my mom to come back home that night. So she stayed on the west side with a close friend. She drove to the fire and smoke the next day to be with me. As she drove, she watched as the city lit in flames while I watched it burn on TV and it held the smoke to my seven-year-old lungs. But nothing feels like it's changed since I was seven. No justice! No peace! No justice! No peace! No justice! The 92 uprisings are part of the reason why my mom and I moved to the west side. And the uprisings changed the course of our lives forever. How many lives will these demonstrations change forever? I didn't think this show would end with me reflecting about the 92 uprisings. 
or the murder of more black men and women by police violence. I really had no idea. But maybe that's the way it's supposed to end all along. Because while one pandemic was happening, another one, one that's been around for hundreds of years, also continued to kill us. This show is a collection of stories from people and communities who mean the world to me. That's not an exaggeration. These stories are sacred and so personal to my life. I don't even know if it's journalism, because I'm not a fly in the wall. These stories are a part of my life. It feels like something way deeper. You deserve everything you told yourself you don't deserve, and your body is not something you apologize for. And your body doesn't determine whether people get to treat you as a person or not. I feel so powerful. I feel like my mom is chingona. Rudy, that fucking guy stole my story. What do you mean now, though? That motherfucking guy stole my story. Even people like Joe Connolly. Remember him? The white dude who I used to hate as a teenager? Well, he and I talk on the phone once a week now. And Joe's a good dude. And really loves this city. I really hope you enjoyed this show. I hope it brings you something you may have needed. For me, it made me revisit things in my life that I didn't know I still had to work through. For people from LA though, it really feels like we're a dying breed sometimes. Caught between nostalgia and an unpredictable future. I hope something in this show reminds you of how beautiful this city is, or was. That yes, Hollywood and the beaches are here, but there's so much more. This show was never meant as a welcome sign to LA, full of bright neon lights to light the way for the newly arrived. If anything, this show does the opposite. I always envision this more like an audio archive for my friends and my family. For those who have been forced to leave. And for those who have fought to stay, it's an ongoing memory. This show is a reminder that people of color, like George Floyd, like many of the voices you've heard in these episodes, are beautiful, special, and that our lives matter. That black lives matter. that our city does too.
The LAS Spring Super Sweeps is happening now. You can win amazing prizes while supporting your source for local fact-based journalism. One lucky grand prize winner will get to choose a brand new Lexus or $25,000 in cash. Other prizes include an electric bike from Juice Bikes and $1,000 gas gift cards. Your donation of $60 gets you one entry to win. And the more you give, the more entries you get. Donate now at LAS.com sweeps.